you are pro, so I don't think we need to even. Uh... I hope so. I hope so. I mean, six hundred forty something episodes in. Yeah, I hope I've gotten a little bit of practice. Six hundred forty. Yeah, I, you I, I actually over... just searched you guys the other day. Uh, what episode was I listening to? I don't even remember, but it was good. It was clever. Oh, they're all I good. La- and they're all I, funny. I laughed a couple times. So. <laughs> It's all about having fun. You have to bring yeah. your own personality into it, right? And, exactly. and you know, one of the things I tell people all the time, like, you have to elevate your energy when your camera goes on and the mic goes on. Because you know how they say that the camera adds 10 pounds? Well, I think it also takes you down like 10 notches of energy. So you got to come in like Thor, like Thor coming into Waganda. He's like, Aah! you got to come <laughs> in with that kind of energy. Because if you are the host and you're, and you have that kind of energy, the guest also has that kind of energy. Like yeah. you're going to elevate them. Okay. So I- All right. going to be well, awesome. Elevate. Welcome to the messy back end of entrepreneurship. This is Mark Deal of Podcast Editor Academy and Podcast Guest Academy. We all know that the back end is where most businesses fail. This is the podcast about cleaning up the messy back end so you can save time, make money, and succeed. I felt it myself due to people, processes, and platforms. And now here are your hosts, Sheila J. Logan and Nate Tucker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. Podcasts are the wave of the future. We have been hearing that for years. But are topics and ideas enough? Is wanting to share your message enough? People today are constantly on the go, but almost never without their cell phones. And thanks to music and radio streaming services, people have easy access to a wide range of podcasts to listen to during their commutes, car rides, gym sessions, and even during work. As with any popular new medium, businesses are jumping on the podcast bandwagon. Podcaster Mark Marin said, the medium of podcasting and the personal nature of it, the relationship you build with your listeners and the relationship they have with you, they could be just sitting there chuckling and listening there's nothing like that on our expert segment today we're going to be speaking with hernan siez host of business bros podcast hernan's background is in tax accounting insurance and real estate and he has his teaching credentials in math he also owns an insurance agency called pipeline insurance hernan and his brother james have interviewed over 400 entrepreneurs and recorded over 600 episodes of their show business bros and it has been the best prospecting tool they have ever come across. And you're going to hear some questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. As an added bonus for the messy backend exposed, our expert Hernan will not only share his experience, expertise, and the tools he suggests to get the backend cleaned up, but he's also going to expose a few tricks of overcoming fear and just doing it. If you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like to submit your story or question, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Messy Backend, brought to you by our digital marketing agency, Lock and Load Marketing, where if it tires you out, you can hire it out. 
We're fast approaching episode 100, so we wanted to take a minute and stop and thank you for being such great listeners. Seriously, we can't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us these last two years. We've loved sharing our expert guests, our stories, our experiences, our embarrassing, messy backend bloopers with you. We've just loved everything about this podcast. And if you love the show as much as we do, we want to hear from you. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or email us at hello at the messy Who knows? Soon we may just have cool branded swag to give out to our top fan. That's going to be super cool. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. You can find all of those links at themessybackend.com slash subscribe. So never miss an episode because they're pretty fun. Then check us out on Facebook and YouTube for video episodes. Now on to our expert Hernan for his expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. So today, the question that we're going to be talking about is, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. Does it help with businesses? What are the benefits? What should I be aware of before starting? Okay, that was three questions, but they're <laughs> all wrapped in kind of together. Uh, and we've got our expert, Hernan. What, what, do you, what do you have to say about this? Do it. If there's anything I can say is do it. And yes, you're going to suck when you start. It's just inevitable. Everybody does. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I, first of all, I wake up at four 30 in the morning, right? Every single day. And I do 200 pushups, 200 sit-ups. I run 3.5 miles. That's my morning routine. And every time I mention that to somebody, they're like, how do you do that? I didn't start off that way. I started off with like, you know, I could do you know, 10 push-ups, right? And then you kind of build on that. I could run maybe like for 20 minutes and it wasn't even a mile, but you grow and you continue to do it. Same thing with the podcast. When you first start, you're going to suck. Go back to my episode one, right? We're 640 episodes in, but go back to episode one. It is uh, difficult to listen to. I'll give you that. But you get better with every single step. Here's the bottom line. If you're in business then you have to market. You have to either get in front of people and tell them what it is you do. And you have to find some way to prospect in, in, in for sales, right? It's just the bottom line. So here's what I found. When I prospect somebody in, in as, a, as a real estate agent, if I'm like, hey, uh, can I take you to buy, get a cup of coffee for like five minutes? That, that gets like nine out of 10 no's. Almost everybody's like, I'm good. I can make my own coffee. Like, I don't really need to talk to you. But if I say, hey, you're doing some interesting stuff in your business. Would you mind coming on my show and sharing that with my audience? I don't get five minutes anymore. I get 45 minutes of their time, right? And that is a big difference between what I'm doing in business and what you're doing in business. I sit down and interview somebody every single day. So every single day I'm building a relationship with a new person that could potentially be a customer or could potentially refer me to other people that they might know. Plus my communication skills got better. I'm more comfortable in front of a camera, behind the microphone. I can stand in front of a stage and have no problem talking about podcasting or talking about marketing or talking about my business because I do it every single day. That's the power of, of podcasting to me. That's what that's the value that it brings to your business. In today's, in today's society, your business is your brand and you are that energy behind that brand. So if you're not willing to do that, nobody else is going to do it for you. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, one point that you you really brought up uh, that wasn't really in the question, but an idea with the podcasting, and this is the way you do it, this is the way that we do it, and a lot of other successful podcasters do, is to bring experts onto the show. And like, that's how you said it's normally without the podcast, you might not get five minutes of their time. 
you know, to, to try to talk to them about your business or even about their business. You want their expert advice. Um, but having a podcast as a platform, you can present it to them and say, hey, listen, I've got this podcast as a way for you to grow your audience. And that way you're not going to them with an ask already. It's, it's more of a give. You're saying, I have something of value to give you. Check out this platform uh, to reach new audience members, you know? Uh, what do you, yeah. is, is that your, your idea with that as well? Yeah, absolutely. You got to bring value first, right? But there's an additional cheat code that you don't realize, right? Yes, I have an audience and I'm offering you the opportunity to talk to that audience, right? That is valuable in and of itself. But it's, it's think of it like this. If you want to improve in anything in your life, chances are you're going to pick up a book and read about whatever it is you're doing, right? The cheat code when you have a podcast is you can invite that author or that speaker or that mentor or whatever it is that you're bringing onto your show. And it's like you're getting an opportunity to ask the author a question. So imagine reading, you know, starting out with why Simon Sinek, right? You're, you're, you're listening to the book and you have a question and you're like, oh, that would be cool to ask. Well, what if you could ask it? right? What if you can literally get that question answered for you? It's like the matrix all of a sudden, you know, screw the business part. What about you growing as an individual? You're, you're, you're plugging into somebody else's life experiences, failures, successes, and they're here to tell you all that stuff. I feel I've elevated myself as an individual, just in my knowledge base, in my network, in my business, because I was vulnerable enough to get on, get behind the mic, get behind this, this, this camera and realize that, yeah, I'm not good at it, but I can get better. And every single day that I do it, I get a little bit more, not just in my own confidence level, but from the, the energy, from the knowledge, from the experience of everybody who's been on my show. I'll tell you, we've had a couple of pretty big experts on our show who actually coached Nate and I during the episode, we've been put in our place a few times. <laughs> we've been told about, you know, fix your background and here's how, and we've been told like, here's how you change your mindset on what you want in the future. And not only have we been able to bring that information to our listeners, but I know for myself that I learn something new every single time I have someone on the show and making those connections with people and having them say that they were on your show as well. You actually kind of ride a little bit of coattails there as well, because, you know, we can say that we've had, you know, uh, Forbes Riley coach me and Nate and believe me, you want to hear it because <laughs> she basically <laughs> made us look kind of stupid, but at the same time we were super vulnerable and we let her do that. And we were better for it at the end. And so you kind of got that idea of what is coaching going to be like? What does it look like with working with Forbes? You know, and now we have yourself and you guys have an amazing podcast and you and your brother, and, and I'm going to go on this afternoon. It's going to be fun. And so, oh, yeah. yeah, so I love your energy. I want to know. So we talked about this a little bit before we actually started. If you start your podcast, you have to have a certain level of some kind of personality or some kind of energy that you bring to every single episode that gives that consistent feeling to your listeners. They know what they're going to get, right? When they, when they listen to your podcast, how do you keep your energy up and how do you keep excited about it every week? Oh man, I, for me personally, I love what I do. So somebody, somebody had a Facebook question the other day. Uh, and I think when I answered it, I actually answered your question. And the question was simple. Why do people wear these big headphones when they podcast like the Joe Rogan headphones? Right. And my answer was first, I answered it technically, right? I'm like, well, you should have headphones on because of the interference with the microphone. You want to make sure you can hear the conversation. But for me, it's like my superhero uniform. 
right? When I'm, when I'm not putting these on, I'm, I'm a normal individual. If, if you and I were standing having a conversation, there's no way I was going to talk to you in this manner. I would look like a crazy person yelling at you, right? That's how it would come off. But when I put these on and I get behind the camera, that is my, that's my superhero costume. All of a sudden I have this thing that comes on that says, okay, time to get turned up, right? Time to level up and time to bring the, bring the energy. And, and for me, that has been one of the things where I, I, my only superpower really, really is my consistency factor. If I say I'm going to do something, I commit to it on a long-term basis. I don't have to worry about, you know, I, I'm not the type of person who's going to try something for like two weeks and then kind of say, Oh, I tried it. It didn't work. Like I committed to podcasting for three years, minimum five days a week. That was my commitment up front. I haven't reached a three-year marker, but I can tell you that every day that I listened to myself, I got a little bit better. I'll give you a, a great example. Uh, about 40 or 50 episodes in, my son, he was who was eight years old at the time, comes up to me, he goes, Dad, do you know you and, and Theo James say uh, MK after every sentence? And I was like, no, I, d- I didn't realize that, right? And so I'm listening to myself on the show and I'm like, oh, dude, we really do. So uh, I grabbed this glass jar. You can kind of barely see it in the screen, that little green glass jar up there, right? Yeah. So I grabbed that glass jar. We put it on the table. We gave it a microphone. And then I got, I got a pile of quarters for me, a pile of quarters for James. And we would listen to each other. And we it's this is live. Like, you can find it in some of the earlier episodes. And as we're talking, if I heard him say MK or he heard me say some filler word at the end, Bling! we dropped the quarter in the glass jar. We corrected ourselves and got better every single time. Most recently, I had a 27-year-old millionaire uh, injury attorney lawyer on the show. And at the end of the show, uh, he was like, man, you guys got a great program. Uh, you should be way more, way more famous than you actually are. You should have a, a larger audience. He's like, and I can tell you probably why. He's like, I don't know you. I don't know your financials, but I can almost guarantee you're spending $0 on marketing yourself. And James and I looked at each other like, yeah, you're right. He's like, yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. You guys have a great platform, a great program. You should start doing X, Y, and Z. And after that conversation, you know, we had a conversation after the show ended for another like 20, 30 minutes. And that's the kind of information you get from the show that, you know, Albert Einstein said, uh, problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. Somebody from the outside is going to notice something that you're doing that you don't notice because you're involved in it every single day. So those are very beneficial things that have come in my life. I've become a better public speaker. I've become you know much more knowledgeable. I've seen where to improve on the show and how to get better. But that didn't come from me. That came from everybody that we interviewed and everybody who's been able to say, hey, this is what I would do if I were you. And then take that criticism, take that uh, advice and implement it. Yeah. So just speaking about, you know, taking the advice and taking the criticism, and we've already used the, the word vulnerable or vulnerability a couple of times. Um, you know, when we all start out, like you said, if we go back and listen to your first episode or if we go and listen to Sheila's in my first episode, it's not great. It's you have to struggle to get through it, <laughs> um, you know, but I think that's how it is with most creators in any type of industry, whether it be uh, artists, you know, painters, uh, photographers, YouTubers, podcasters, their first stuff that they released is garbage compared to what they're releasing now. Or rather than saying they, let's say us. Mm-hmm. Our first stuff, because we're all in that category, our first stuff is utter garbage compared to what we're releasing now. And I think something that is, is a mind block or an obstacle that a lot of people can't get over is they look at podcasters like you and me or whatever, and they go, oh, well, 
they're at this level and I'm just starting out. I am not at that level. And you almost don't want to be vulnerable. You don't like it, it hurts and it's scary to be vulnerable. So I know that you've had a lot of vulnerability, like you said. Uh, could you talk a little bit about how you overcome that vulnerability or rather how you allow yourself to be vulnerable, to grow into the person that you've become? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if, I, I'm a big fan of the greats, right? I'm, I'm a big fan of people like Michael Jordan, uh, you know, Tom Brady's of the world, the Mike Tyson's of the world, the, the people who have really worked their butts off to get to where they are. They didn't start off that way. Uh, and, right. and, you know, when we first started the podcast for the first like 50, 60 episodes, the only person who listened to it was my mom. Right. And, and most podcasters who are getting started, they, they have this impression where I'm going to start my podcast and it's going to be the next Joe Rogan. Right. And so many people are going to listen to it and they realize real quick, you know, episode seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and they're not getting the listening that they want and they quit. Well, this is actually a blessing in disguise. This is where you get to hone in your skill. This is where you become, you, you find your voice and what you're passionate about and whether your brand is on point, whether your podcast messaging was where you wanted to go, whether your show structure is the way you want it to be. When nobody's listening, this is where you get to work out all these little details so that when people do start listening, they're not listening to episode one anymore. They're listening to that fully developed person who you've become. You need to become a great podcaster. You need to become a great boxer. You need to become a great basketball player. You become those things. You don't start off that way. My Instagram message this morning was on, you don't deserve anything. You don't deserve love. You give love and you will receive love in return. You don't deserve a living, right? You go out and you earn a living. You don't deserve very many things in life. You earn those things over time. And it's just a matter of if you're willing to put in the effort to get to that point. And there's so many of us that are paralyzed by the fear of judgment that we don't even take a risk, right? We're living right now in a, in a, in a pandemic time. And I know it's scary. I got two family members in the hospital right now that are going through COVID stuff and it's scary. But how long are we going to live in a, in a, in a corner? Like, you know, if, if you want absolute security, that's cool. Four walls, three meals a day. You don't have to worry about anything. They, they have that place. It's called prison, right? That's maximum security. They have those places, but do you want to live like that? You know, like everything else in life is on the other side of being uncomfortable. At some point you got to realize that I am uncomfortable and I haven't even done anything yet. Right. I'm in a position in my life where I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't I'm not doing what I want to do. That's uncomfortable. But that's because you've chosen to not do the things that you know you need to do. Anybody in business, usually when they're struggling with, you know, not making sales, it's because you're not doing that one thing that makes you uncomfortable. You're not asking for the business. Right. You're not doing the one thing that could probably take you to that next level. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. Assume, you know, I, I wish I had a magic pill, but there's no magic pill. Like you have to go and just do. And I promise you, you're going to get better. When you first start off with podcasting, you're, you're thinking about, did I hit the record button? Do I have the cords plugged in in the right spot? Am I, am I looking in the right? You're thinking of all those things. But as you continue to do it on a regular basis, that becomes second nature. Then you start focusing on your voice. Then you start focusing on your show, uh, your, the segments in your show. Then you start focusing on how you can minimize your editing. Then you start focusing on how to grow your audience. You start to master one thing at a time. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell has a book called Outliers. And in that book, he talks about 10,000 hours to achieve mastery of anything. 
10,000 hours. That's a lot of hours, right? That's a lot of episodes of podcasting before you can say, I am a professional. But you know what? At about 1,000, you're better than you were at zero. And when you get to 5,000, you're way better than when you first started. But it starts with one. You always start in episode one. Everybody starts with zero followers. Everybody starts at episode one. You just got to start. I love that so much because... Like Nate said, if you go back, my very first script I ever wrote for the podcast was what, like three pages long and it was a nightmare. And I had like all these different moving parts. And then we realized that we needed to simplify and simplify and simplify. And while we were going through all of that, we didn't have a lot of listeners. And I'm kind of glad because like Nate said, we can go back and listen to them and they're just a little bit sketchy. You know what I mean? But now we're not as good as we could be. We're not as good as we're going to be next year. You know, we're coming up on episode 100. You're well over 600, but we're better than we were. We figured a lot of things out. We made things a lot more simple. And by just starting is the key. Like you said, I was actually at physical therapy last night and the the little gal who came in to, you know, do the little wire thing, whatever she was doing. Uh, she's like, what do you do? And I told her and I, and she said, my dad says I need to start a podcast. And I said, oh, you should start a podcast. I said, podcast is a great way to build authority and it's a great way to get your message out. It's a very intimate way to speak to the people who you want to speak to because you're in their ear, literally you're in their ear. And then I said, I gave you some really good advice. I said, make it as simple as you possibly can reduce your amount of editing, make sure you have a good mic nothing else matters really. I mean, I use a lot of times like I'm using right now is my, you know, just my phone earbud just starting out. I said, just use your phone, just use, you know, your little phone jack thing and just start. It doesn't even matter where you start because you know what? Nobody's going to hear the first one. And like you said, nobody's going to hear maybe up to episode 50, whatever it is. But, um, we started getting good listeners. I think about episode, I think we were in the late forties before we started really seeing some growth in the podcast. And then we've seen a fairly consistent growth since then. So yeah, I agree with you a million times. Yeah, so, we've been in the same boat. I mean, it, again, the first like 50 episodes, put it this way, we were audio only for about the first 90 episodes until we started doing interviews and somebody said, hey, this is Sling Studio. You can do this to minimize your video. Cause I wasn't about to do seven hours of editing after every episode when we were doing it every single day. So I was like, nope, video's not for us. We're just going to stick to audio. But once somebody introduced it again, when we learned from other people, right, it made it easier and we added to it. So yeah, I, I agree with you. you becoming that digital mayor or, you know, one thing I, I heard a long time ago from, from one of my real estate coaches was uh, secret agents have skinny kids. Right. And what he was, what they were saying where it was, you know, you get your professional designation and you think the world is going to come to you, but it's just not going to happen. You have to actually go out and talk about what it is you do. You know, I'm, I'm Mexican. When we had family functions, there's like 50, 60 people at our house. Right. But even in our close immediate family, I don't know what everybody does because they don't talk about it. And that's the difference between when you start a brand and, and you start a podcast is that you're talking about your passions. You're talking about what it is you do. So people know who to go to. They know that you show up every single day. Um, there was four phases that that, uh, that uh, we had a guest come on, Andy Cruz, and he said, look, when you start something, you're invisible, right? From invisible, if you continue to put out content, you become visible. 
right? And if you consistently continue to do that, you start to become credible. And once you become credible with your audience, you can move into the profitable phase. Everybody goes through those phases. You're going to start off invisible. You can't just assume that the world is going to come to you if nobody knows who you are. So get out there, get started, go from invisible to visible, visible to credible, credible to profitable. That's awesome. I, I've never like broken it down like that, but it totally makes sense. I, I follow you along the, the whole way. So I love that. Um, you know, something that we were just talking about, just like the amount of listeners we have, uh, you know, like we both said, it's like we kind of didn't start to really even see listeners till about 40 or 50 episodes in, you know, that's kind of what we've all three of us have found. Um, something that I hear a lot from people, like literally I was, you know, hanging out with some friends virtually last night, we were playing some virtual poker because that's what you got to do these days instead of sitting around playing poker. We're all playing online and I still lost just as greatly as if we were playing in line uh, or in real life. But um, we were talking about the podcasting and he's like, well, how many followers do you have? How many listeners do you have? And I was like, I, I honestly don't know. And he's like, how could you not know that? I go, because for me, I'm not doing it for the listener count. I'm not doing it for the follower count. I'm doing it to like what you were saying, build that credibility to do what I love, love talking about marketing and business and automation and all of that stuff. So the question for you is, do you like, and, and I'm not saying just because I don't do it, like, you're going to be wrong if you do this. Do you keep a steady track of your listeners, your downloads, those numbers, or are you focused more on the results? Yeah. Uh, so I do look at the, you know, everybody calls them vanity metrics. Well, if you're not growing, then you're doing, you're not doing something right. Right. So you should, right. you should look at the path that you're going on because the numbers aren't going to lie. You're either growing or you're not. So I right. do pay attention to them in that aspect, but I look at them a little bit differently. So for example, um, I, on Facebook, we're at about, about 8,000 almost in the following Instagrams, like 4,000. And we just started doing the YouTube stuff. So that one's at about a thousand. So it's growing, but it's not, for me, it's not about that metric for me i look at other things i'm looking at how's my email list growing is my email list getting bigger because that's really where you can take that information and begin to monetize right so i you know we, we haven't really monetized the show directly the show until the beginning of this year so the fourth quarter of last year we were putting together all our funnels putting together all the different things that we offer and this year we, we i'm the 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 thing we're focusing on is, and I hopefully I don't get in trouble for cursing, but our motto is sell shit. That's the motto for, for 2021. That's what we're doing in 2021. So last week I sold $444 from the podcast uh, programs that we put together. Now it doesn't sound like a lot, but if I know where I'm at, I know where I can measure it for next week. Did I, did I do the same volume? Was I able to grow from that? Now, I know people who have 65,000 followers on TikTok and make $0 because they don't know how to take that uh, audience off of TikTok, put them in an email uh, program so they can grow an email base and sell them products, right? So there's a different avenue of what you want to do. And, and when people talk about those kind of metrics, you got to kind of take a step back and realize, okay, well, what are they, why are they asking? Are they asking because, are, are they asking because it's like a, when you walk up to downtown or whatever, and you're going to a restaurant, do you walk into the restaurant that has a long line or do you go to the one that has no line? Right. And, and right. so maybe they're asking you because they want to know, oh, if that many people are listening, maybe I should check it out. But are they, or are they asking from a business standpoint? Right. Cause if I told you, you know, my email list is about 14,000 people strong, 
okay, well, that's a little bit different and that's more valuable to me than my YouTube count at a thousand, right? Because I know that for me, that revenue that I can get on ads is different than the revenue that I can get from sending out offers on a regular basis to the people who said, yes, I want some more information of what you're doing. So, you know, the, the metrics are definitely important, but what the metrics are telling you and what your end goal, I think is more important than, than just looking at the follower count. I think it also shows you if you're working hard enough, you know, if, if your numbers aren't moving, why aren't they moving? You know, is, is it because you have a bad podcast and you need to make some changes or is it because your topic isn't spot on or is it because the people you're marketing to aren't the ideal listener or are you marketing uh, incorrectly? Meaning like you all, I know you send out texts and emails and you know, you encourage your listeners. So like, for myself, when I'm going on this afternoon, I know I got an email from you guys that said, hey, do you want your episode to like go viral? If you do, here's how you do it. And you told me exactly how to make my episode go viral. How does, who does that help? That helps me and it helps you. So where are you, uh, where are your numbers not moving because of what you're doing? That Yeah. <laughs> no, that, I, I know exactly what you're saying. So I'll, I'll give you an example, Instagram. Okay. So I've been spending a lot of time and trying to figure out how to grow my Instagram. Uh, and, and something I realized when I was reading uh, one of Russell Brunson's book, he's a click funnels guy, by the way, I was reading one of his books. And if you want to learn how to sell stuff online, his expert secrets book, I tell you, it's a great read. Uh, and he has an audio version. I learned so much on creating, uh, you know, sales pitches and webinars and that sort of stuff. But anyways, uh, so in, in, what he said in one of his uh, podcast episodes was, uh, and it made total sense. He's like, you know, people who listen to podcasts, listen to podcasts. And I, you know, and it sounds really simple, but it's the truth. So if I'm trying to grow my Instagram, people who are on Instagram aren't necessarily people who listen to podcasts. So I have to learn what Instagram likes and how to talk to that audience differently than I would if I'm trying to grow my podcast itself. So things that I'm learning on Instagram, for example, uh, I, I've created, you know, four or five different pillars of who I am, business, uh, podcasting, marketing, uh, family, you know, different little pillars. And now my content is a little bit different. Not every single post is me in a clip or a guest in a clip from the, from the podcast. Cause when I started doing that, I saw my numbers start to dwindle because Instagram people don't listen to podcasts. Instagram people do Instagram things, right? So identifying who your audience is and what platform they're on is super important. And, and then learning that particular platform. So right now my focus is on Instagram. I think I've gotten to the point where my, my numbers have started to level out and they're going back in the up direction. So I'm doing something right. I'm adding memes. I'm adding personal pictures. I'm telling a little bit of stories in the descriptions, mixing things up a bit. So once I've mastered that one, now I'm going to move over to YouTube and YouTube people are completely different, right? You and I growing up, we watched TV. Today, my kids don't watch, they have a TV, but it's not on channels. They watch YouTube or any other streaming platform, but they're not TV people. So a different audience for a different time. So how do you get in front of those people? That's another skill that I'm going to focus on. But first things first, learn the one that you're on. So you know, it, it, I hope that answered your question, right? Uh, you know, understanding the different platforms for what they are and, and where you're going after. Yeah, definitely answered the question uh, way better in a way than I would have answered it. So thank you for that. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. It's, I see the podcast as like, I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to have a podcast and I'm going to have 
you know, success with a podcast. And in that aspect, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, well, what are you trying to do? Are you just trying to get famous? Because you can't just get famous. You have to be famous for something. And people even bring up, well, there are famous people with podcasts that are super successful. Yeah, but Joe Rogan didn't become famous because he had a great podcast. Joe Rogan was successful. He did so many great, you know, wonderful achievements, met so many wonderful people. Then he said, hey, I like talking about stuff. Let me bring people on to a podcast. You know, he grew up from there. I see podcasts as an extension of your business marketing. You know, your podcast, even though you don't market your podcast in, in the way that we were talking about earlier, you know, you haven't been doing that, but really what you are marketing is your business through your podcast or you market your business through Instagram. You market your business through YouTube. It's these different ways of marketing the same thing, you know, the, the same product or service in this case, how to, you know, market real estate, you know, be a business bro together, you know, how to, how to hustle, how to thrive, how to have that success doing what you love, but you can't have long conversations on Instagram. You know, you post a photo of, you know, you chilling on the couch with, you know, your kids and go, hey, look, this is success for me. And I've been able to achieve this success because of this. Sign up for my newsletter to find out more. You know, that type of thing. Whereas on a podcast, you can talk about it for 45 minutes on how to achieve success. On YouTube, you're going to show people, look, this is how you achieve success. Uh, and so there's so many different ways. And I see that podcasting is just another avenue of getting your message out there whatever it is that you have to share your native genius that you do need to share with the world just like sheila's uh physical therapist said last night well my grandpa said i need to create a podcast that's because well first of all grandparents are awesome like that sometimes they're the best support the people that we always need on earth anytime i'm feeling down i'm like let me go call my grandma and she's like that's <laughs> nice dear you're you're great and i'm like thank you grandma but what I was getting at that with that is somebody in her life saw her native genius. They said, you've got information that other people want. You should start a podcast. Whereas some people, like I've been told before, like when I, uh, you probably don't know this about me, but this is okay. Uh, I am also a photographer. I specialize in fine art portrait photography. Um, and I've been an I would call an amateur photographer, at least in my mind, I thought I was amateur for years. Growing up, I was always shooting everything, but I never shared photos. And then one day circumstances happened where I was at a studio with some professional models because I was helping a friend out, an old friend with business and marketing advice. And he said, swing by the studio. Hey, you like photography, right? I go, yeah. He goes, have you ever shot in a studio before? I said, yeah, no, I haven't. He said, bring your camera. Let's have some fun. That sounds like a dream come true. You know, in my mind, it was more like going to a restaurant of an owner and saying, hey, come on, I'm going to feed you. I wasn't looking at it as, oh, this is how I'm going to grow a photography business. But I took some photos that day and all the other professional photographers, they said, Nate, where can I see your work? I love your work. Let me share it. And I had to be vulnerable. And I was like, I've never shared my work publicly before, but I started that and I started sharing it. And again, going back to the, the podcast example, that first post that I did, not great. I still don't love it. The second, the third, the fifth, the 10th post, but I got consistent. Just like you were saying, I was posting every single day 
And without doing any marketing or anything, by the end of the month, I already had like 300 followers. I had people that were now reaching out to me going, hey, I like your work, I want to hire you. But it was about that consistency showing up, showing them that I do have the talent, which I didn't even know I had. Like I, I knew I had talent, but I didn't know I was good enough where people were reaching out to me. And we need to be vulnerable, we need to start, we need to share our information with the world in order for the world to find us. That's to, be a, that's fair, a... to be fair, I just want to make sure that you, that you all know that Nate actually told me he uses the podcast to get dates as well. So, I mean, there's lots of different reasons <laughs> we can do a podcast. <laughs> it's not just to build authority. There's a lot of reasons why you can do it. You know what? The, that, that's a great story. And, 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 you know, what I hear in that story is, is that we all have our own limiting beliefs. I mean, 600 episodes in the other day, you know, my, my wife teaches high school as well. And she, she teaches drama and um, I'm, I'm it's distant learning. So she's literally in the other room and I can hear her a conversation all the time. And she's telling her students about the StreamYard platform. And this is what she's going to use. Cause I was doing it, but, but as she's describing it, she's like, yeah. And my husband has a professional podcast and 600 episodes in, I have never considered myself a professional podcaster, never. But the way we present our show and how well we've done and the way we've done it and the, this, the corrections and the improvements and everything we've done, it's a pro professional looking produced podcast. And, and that is a limiting belief that I set on myself. I'm doing this because this is fun and I want it to get better, but I would never have labeled myself that just like you wouldn't have labeled yourself that, but you put in the hours, you put in the work. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, a big marketing guy here in San Diego. His name's Billy Jean. Billy Jean is marketing. Mm -hmm. And I love one of the quotes he says, there's no such thing as a million dollar idea, only million dollar execution. And that is huge. What you're doing when you're doing consistency, when you're putting your work out there, when you're, when you're putting your message out there, that's execution. You're going to get better at it and you're going to achieve the results because you're putting out the work. It's kind of like a, uh, anytime you want to put in any effort, the only thing that happens when you try something is you get a result. Now, it may not be the result you wanted, but it's a result. And now you know where you are and you can improve from that. Not taking action, that's where you stop. That's where you, you're letting your limiting beliefs. And believe me, we all have them. It doesn't matter what we are or who we are as human beings. We all have limiting beliefs. We're, there are things that we believe we can't do. And I just believe that's not true. There are things that there's ways that we can make things happen, right? We may not be able to run a four minute mile, but we'll be very close and we'll get in really good health and we'll become faster and we'll become, you know, better as individuals as we progress towards that goal. So, you know, there's the limiting belief is something that we set on ourselves. And I love that story because it's it's just that tried and true. I went out, I did it. I went out, I did it. I got better. I wasn't good, but I got better. And then I got better and then I got better. And now I know that I'm at this level. I'm a professional. I, I, I have executed on my dream and I have made it come true. That's awesome. Yeah. So our, our podcast is called The Messy Backend. So we'll expose a little bit of our messy back in a minute. So we've recorded, like I said, um, 100 episodes. And on our like 96th episode, I believe, um, I did not record it in 100 episodes. That was like, and it was awesome too. I mean, like Nate and I were like, we got off and it was done. And I went to push stop and I went, oh my gosh, because it was brilliant. And we were like, man, how can we duplicate that? So, and also with our, our script, you know, it was really sloppy at the beginning. It was too long. It was too difficult. 
what is what is some of the messy back end stuff that's happened to you all? I mean, the stories are the best, right? And <laughs> telling stories, that's what podcasts are for too, is telling stories. But what are some of the things that have happened in you all's back end that you're just like, man, if we had to start it over, I would have whatever. Oh, the list goes it's on. I, I got one like yours, by the way. I, I I didn't have James one day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about the swag wall. So I, I grabbed the camera and I was like, and, and I, and, and by the way, we do all our stuff live on Facebook. Right. So it was like, let me tell you about podcasting. And I was like, this is the, this is the audio interface that we use. And this is how I plug it in. And this is, you know, the cameras that we use. It's just a cell phone. These are our tripods. And this is the swag wall. This is, you know, what people bring to, to the show or send us in, in the mail and we put it up on the shelf, you know, all these people, different people telling their stories uh, all live. And normally James is my producer on the show. So he's monitoring, monitoring the live feed and the comments and that sort of stuff. Uh, so I go, I, I had the same uh, issue that you had. I go, I'm like, so all you really got to do is hit the button for the, uh Oh, I never turned the sound on. So I'm talking into a mic that's dead. <clears throat> Everybody on Facebook is looking at me without hearing any sound. And I look at the comments and it's like, no sound, no sound, no sound, no sound, no sound. And I'm like, ah, oh. and I couldn't just let it fly. So I did it again, round two, hit the button. And it's a lesson learned. Uh, another thing, I'll, I'll give you an example. If you are getting ready to start your podcast when we first started, I would give people options. You could book a three o'clock, a four o'clock or a five o'clock podcast. Go ahead and pick. Uh, the problem with that, it sounds really good because you're bringing something of value, right? You're giving the, the guest options. But I didn't know what day I was available to take my daughter to soccer practice, what day I was available to go on date night, what day, you know, I, I just didn't know what time anything was going to happen. So there was days where I would have, you know, three o'clock and the next day was three o'clock and the next day was a five o'clock and it was it was horrendous. Eventually we switched. I was like, you know what, let's pick a time. What's the best time for me? Four o'clock works for me. Four o'clock is the best time for me. So if you want to be on my show, that's the time that we do it every single day. Pick a date that works for you, but this is the time that works for me. It is your show, right? So it's your show. You decide on your name. You decide on your website. You decide on your logo. You decide on your start time. And if you want to change it, there are no rules in this space. Go ahead and change it. It might be a little messy. James, uh, James recently started uh, the Insurance Bro Show, <clears throat> where we're just targeting specifically in the insurance niche. Uh, and he wanted to make his show all inclusive. So he changed his show. First of all, it was the carrier experience, right? And by the way, he's only like 80 episodes in. He does it every day as well. So he changed from the carrier experience to the insurance bro show to now he's going to change the insurance pro show. So he's gone through three different brandings in less than a hundred episodes. It's messy but it's your show. And it, it, at the end of the day, this is what you want to do on a regular basis this is where you put your pride, your time, your sweat, your blood, your tears into. So go ahead and make the change. Who cares? The people who like you are going to follow you in, you know, through and through anyways. And the people that don't like you, well, it doesn't matter what they say anyway, because they don't like you anyway. So no big deal. You're going to find your tribe. And that's what it's all about. Look, you know, your tribe will, will find you. You will find them. Stick to your message. Stick to what you want to do and have fun at it. Yeah, I think authenticity <clears throat> is the most important part with that. When you are just authentically yourself, and I get that from you, you're not trying to be anyone else. I know that you say you love the greats and we can learn from the greats, but you're not trying to be Joe Rogan. 
you're not trying to be Gary Vaynerchuk. I can tell that from you. I've, I've, I've spoken with people who are, and you can tell that from them. They're trying to be the next whatever. Whereas you, I can tell you're trying to be the next, you know, Hernan CS. That's who you're trying to be. I'm trying to be the next Nate Tucker. I'm not trying to be the next somebody else. Um, I, I actually correct people sometimes when they say that. Like one time somebody was like, oh my gosh, you're not like the next, you know, cause I was taking some wonderful, beautiful photos of some women and they said, you're like the next Hugh Hefner. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm the next Nate Tucker. <laughs> that's right, that's right. You know what? I think people miss, uh, they mix things up, right? Modeling and copying are two different things right? You can model somebody. There are people who have been successful at whatever it is that you want to do, and you can model what they're doing. But when you turn it into copying, that doesn't, that doesn't even work. It never worked in school, right? You get in trouble for copying. You get in trouble for copying in real life, you know, whether you're copying a logo or, or an image. And, and when it comes to personality, if you're not you, at some point, you're going to get caught up, right? It's kind of like telling lies, I realized, you know, it took me many, many years you know, as an adolescent, you think, oh, I just lie about it. No big deal. But eventually you have to remember what that lie was and who you told that lie to and what that story was about. It's just too confusing. So, you know, right. it's okay to omit things, I guess. That's a, a little bit better way of doing it. But if you stick to the truth, you don't have to try to remember what it was, right? You don't have to try to remember who your personality was and you're going to find your voice, right? It, right. You, there are people, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bueller, Bueller, right? Like that's his personality. <laughs> right. That's his voice. Right. That's who right. we, that when we think of him, I don't even have to say his name. I don't, Eugene was his name. Eugene something, right? Uh, so I forgot what his name is, but everybody who can hear that voice knows who we're talking about, right? They, they kind of, right. they understand who that is. You'll find who you are. Just get out there and do it. Just go and take action. You'll develop model the people that you want to be like, but don't copy the people you want to be like. Definitely. Um, you're absolutely right. That guy's face flashed in front of my mind. I don't know his real name either. Um, <laughs> so Hernan, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I love what you brought to the table. I love what we talked about with getting started with podcasting. I think people need to realize, you know, these important things. And I also really agree with the scheduling thing. Like Nate and I, we used to record one day a month and now we record every Wednesday, but it, it, it's, you have to find out what works for you. And then there's this lady in South Korea. I can't get her on the show because she wants us to do it at midnight, but she won't do it at midnight. And I'm like, well, you know, it's not a good fit because somebody has got to give and take, you know, can you do it early in the morning and I'll do it late in the evening. But that scheduling thing is a big one, but um, you brought some amazing information to the table. I suggest everybody go and check out the business bros podcast and the Facebook page where they do that live. And um, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Awesome. Looking forward to talking to you tonight. Yep. Thanks for being on the show today. Well, thanks yeah. for having me on the show, guys. I had yeah. fun. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Messy Back End. We know, we know, you can't get enough of us. So have us on your podcast or have us speak at your next event. Visit themessybackend.com slash speaking and send us your event details. It's true. We love speaking. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Yes, Women's Network where you will find the connections you need to achieve your dreams. Find out more at yeswomensnetwork.com. Also, our advertiser, PodServe FM. We couldn't do it without them. They get your podcast hosted and published quickly and easily. Visit them at podserve.fm slash messy to find out more. And a thank you to our advertiser, ThriveCart. 
They are the number one shopping cart software that grows your income from existing traffic with high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaigns. Watch the video for how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com slash cart. Once again, don't miss an episode. Head on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe today. That's all we have for today's episode of The Messy Backend. I'm Ella Glasgow, the general contractor of virtual events, founder of Beyond Virtual Events, where we create done-for-you, stress-free virtual events. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like my backend is getting clearer with every episode. I can tell you from my experience that keeping a solid eye on our mission to pull up on the greatness in people has been a key to the success of our business. Join us again next week as experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you're not alone. Every business has a messy back end that needs a little attention. Hello, you are muted. Rookie mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, it happens all the time. So yeah. I, I actually just should look at the button <laughs> and go from there. Right. I mean, I don't have to do a, a minute of editing. That's <laughs> he doesn't do anything. He just shows I up don't, and looks pretty. I just show up and look pretty. On a podcast, it's really difficult to do. But That's somehow, our deal. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it turns into bloopers, specifically if you say, oh, are we not recording right now? Is that not going to be on? Because it will be, probably. <laughs> I, I didn't actually say that, right? No, no not yet. <laughs> edit that out. You can edit that out. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> My husband did, though. He goes, we're not recording right now, right? So, Man, I almost did. Right. <laughs> guns, so baby, I got the guns. And he does have the guns too. That was pretty cool. He's he's laughing at me now. Killed <laughs> a bug on my neck. That was gross. gross. <laughs> I totally just smashed it right into the crease of my neck. <laughs>